to Say It Southern. Aspiring to live not just as moms, but as modern Southern women, we began this project to hear from those who inspire us and recognize those who are achieving their own personal goals. Listen in as we celebrate the South and those who say it Southern. Today, we get to know the designer behind our newest drool-worthy obsession, Garland Bags. After years of running a successful designer pillow workroom, she had an impressive remnant collection. One day, she was inspired to make a clutch for herself, and once a picture was posted, well, the rest is history. Garland Bags, out of Savannah, Georgia, now has a cult following, and they sell out within hours of their release. Join us now as we say it Southern with Lindsay Thomas of Garland Bags. Lindsay, thank you so much for coming on Say It Southern today. We are excited to hear all about Garland Bags. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so flattered. I've been listening to your podcast nonstop uh, for the last week, and I'm so, I cannot believe that you've included me. I'm oh so flattered. So <laughs> exciting. Well, we well, we're love pretty the high profile. Oh, so, yes. I mean, yeah, congratulations, <laughs> actually. Sure. Thank you. Yeah, we're obsessed with the bags. Sarah found them, sent them to me, and I was like, what do I do? How do I order? What do I do? And she was like, no, I think she should be on the podcast. (laughs) I was like, yes, we need one of these, but we also need her on the podcast. Wait, you did not order one? Is that what you're telling me? (laughs) Not yet. I haven't decided which one I am yet. Well, the problem with your bags on Instagram is once you start reading about each bag, it's like, well, maybe I need the other. Maybe I need the Emma. Maybe I need a different bag. Yeah. You know, and you kind of like fall in love with a different one once you learn about her. I know. And then they're all sold out in 10 minutes. So let's back up. What are you? You're not a person. Are you a purse designer by trade? Are you an entrepreneur? Are you a mom who's got a hobby? What are you? I'm uh, kind of a jackass of all trades. Love it. Um, I had kind of started out as um, an advertising um, ad placement person who then went into interior design sales for a little bit, who then was in magazine ad sales for a little bit and then was a mortgage broker and then um, catering for a little bit and then fundraising and um, <laughs> wait what did you cater what did you cook okay so I started this little company called small bites and other delights uh, how, um, and how this catchy was, oh, yeah so right? catchy concept was all appetizers. Yeah. And, um, and so like, or derby, you know, just, and, and the thought was I'll make all the food that you would make for a baby shower, wedding shower, whatever. Um, and I'll bring it all and you just kind of have to heat it up or whatever. I won't stay and serve. I just kind of make the food. Yeah. Um, and so I did that for a bit, uh, but I got spooked because you really have to have a commercial kitchen and I couldn't find anywhere to do that. And I kept hearing horror stories about people getting in big trouble and find, um, and I had kind of burned out of it anyway. So uh, I had started doing some, we had moved down to Savannah from Atlanta and I started doing fundraising for SCAD down here, um, which was super glamorous actually, and really, really neat and amazing in a lot of ways, but incredibly hard. Um, and it really drove me towards, I think a little more soul searching, like, okay, this is just, I'm really not happy. Um, what would make me happy? What do I need to be doing right now? Simultaneously started having babies and really wanted to be, I had this baby boy and 
just felt like I wasn't seeing him and it was kind of, uh, really, really hard. Um, so I announced to my, uh, really prudent banker husband that I'm going to be a pillow maker for a living. Yay. (laughs) Which was met with, you know, a lot of skepticism and fear on his side, uh, understandably. Um, was it but something to that, his like credit, making pillows? Are you crafty? Like, do you sew or do you just like pillows and design? Yeah, I had, um, I did sew, although, well, when we were trying to have babies, that took longer than I thought it was going to. And I was obsessing and laying awake at night and um, just, and the only other thing that's ever kind of kept me that focused and kind of awake at night like that was, uh, some creative endeavor, like decorating a room or, you know, something like that. So I thought, well, I'm going to learn how to sew and then I can make drapes and pillows and I can redecorate some rooms in this house and just kind of have something else to really pour myself into. Flesh it out a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So I had taken a sewing class and learned some basics and I had over the last year and a half been sewing a lot of pillows and just playing. I'd gotten pretty good at it. Yeah. Um, So at this point, I thought, well, I'm going to, and I had developed this really obsessive love of textiles, really high-end fabric patterns. And this was just, I was like, I'm going to make these decorative pillows and I'll sell them to people and I'll try and sell them to um, some shops and just, this is what I'll do. And so I did start to do that. And I went to um, what was then number 411, which is this really great home and gift boutique in downtown Savannah that has now become Cortland and co. Um, and went to Cortland Stevens, who I did not know very well at the time at all and told her I'm doing this and I'm making these pillows and Cortland proceeded to, um, buy every pillow that I brought to her, uh, yeah. over the next six, seven months. And just, did she believe in you. Did she love your style? Did you hustle? What, what was it? Yes. To all the above. Yeah, I think yeah. that she wanted, wanted to be helpful um, and supportive. That's how she is. And I think that she loved the fabrics. I mean, I was using really nice high-end kind of designer trade-only stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think she liked the aesthetic a lot. Um, and yeah, I think it, I mean, I think she was able to sell most of them. Um, so she just kind of, you know, without that, I probably would have given up and my husband would have been like, you're not making any money. Let's do something else or whatever. So, um, that was really good. And then she introduced me to, uh, a corporate gig that to this day is still on my plate and really pays my bills. Um, yeah, yeah, that, that just kind of changed everything. I mean, it took this from a little, um, kind of side thing that we hope I can make a little money and turn it into it like an actual business that I owned, which down the line created seed money for Garland Bags, which is now, you know, kind of gaining a, a nice momentum. And um, so, yeah, that's, I think, how we arrived to here. I had been making pillows for some designers and um, individuals who wanted to like judge their living room Um but ended up having to cut those out for this corporate situation, um, which was just too important to kind of risk. I want to pause uh, right here because I think that that shows you the power of like one person, especially when you get like, we say this all the time on this podcast, if you need something done, ask another woman. And it's, it honestly shows the power of just one really good. Yes. 
you know? Yep. I mean, it changed your whole game. Yes, it did. I mean, I, I, I think about that all the time. I mean, Court, she's a wonderful person just for many, many, many reasons. But, you know, for the rest of my life, I'll be like, with, I mean, she helped me to launch an entire career. Yeah, uh, and you she could have gone, I'm eh, not, sure. not my thing. I'm too busy. Call me back. I mean, probably all the things that we're all guilty of saying or doing, but just the right. fact that either she followed back up or gave you time or believe, you know, I just... It just really shows the power of like one person going, yeah, I'll hear you out. Let's, let's see what that's all about. Of it. And when yeah. I started making the clutches um, and decided I was going to sell them and kind of take it seriously, I took them into her shop and it was, it was a yes to every single one of them. Yeah. I, I would bring in a ton and be like, which ones do you want? She's like, I'll take them all. Mm. And then they were not, the structure wasn't what it is now. I mean, I hadn't really perfected kind of the way that I wanted it to be. Um, and I mean, she just took them all, you know, she just, I can't say enough good things. And on top of that, just that shop is phenomenal. I mean, it's just one of the most beautiful shops in Savannah, um, in the low country, really. She just, it was such an honor to be among those beautiful things and, you know, to have been curated into her, offerings. So that how did huge. you decide on a clutch? I mean, we, you had all these beautiful pillows. I mean, I've, I've looked at your, your inventory online and we're, Sarah and I are wiping the drill up from our desk. Where, where did, you get, did you need a clutch and said, well, dad, I, mean, I can't find one I like. I'm going to make one. Um, okay. So I had over the course of three or four years been making these designer pillows and I would end up with like some big kind of clipping from a bolt that was too small to do anything with, but it was big enough that I was like, Oh, and I knew how expensive those fabrics were. And I was in love with the pattern. So I was just like, I can't throw this away. Maybe I'll find some use for this one day. I I kept thinking maybe I'll make a quilt for my daughter one day with just all these remnants of all these gorgeous, you know, expensive fabrics and she'll, you know, not care about it, but I'll be able to say that I did it. Thanks, Mom. Um, yeah. So I had, you know, bins full of giant remnants or not giant, but, you know, pretty, pretty sizable remnants. Um, and so one day, and, and now at this point, you know, we're at the point where I'm just doing my corporate situation and nothing else. And in this scenario, they tell me what to make and I make it and I'm so blessed, but it has absolutely no creative anything in it for me. I just do it. Um, so I was really thirsty for something creative and, and kind of fulfilling. And I was on Pinterest as so many of us are. Mm -hmm. And uh, I saw this tutorial for making a clutch purse out of cardboard and hot glue. (laughs) And so I was like, well, I can do that. And so I, I had all these remnants and I was like, oh, this would be so fun with that um, red scalamandre zebra remnant I have. And I don't know if y'all know what I'm talking about. It's like a red background. Girl, I, know yes. I know scalamandre. I know scalamandre. Okay. So I was like, how fun would that be to use that on this clutch? So I made it and it was as janky as you think it would be with, you know, cardboard and hot glue. It was not cute, but it got me thinking about you know, the structure of one of those envelope clutches. Mm -hmm. Um, And I just couldn't stop thinking about it. And I kept thinking, I'd love to make something out of some of these that I could actually use. And so then I just started playing with, you know, I knew I wanted it to be kind of cushy on the inside, 
and hard on the outside. I knew I wanted it to have a really stiff structure, like a, a leather clutch would, but I knew I wanted to use fabric because I didn't want it to be floppy. Um, so I just went to Joanne and just started playing with like the stuff that you would put on the insides of things to make them stiff or hard or, you know, cushy or whatever. Um, and then kind of slowly over the course of a couple years have come up with this shape and way of putting it together and certain adhesives and certain and stitching and just kind of got it to where I want it. So you're making them by hand. I have been making them by hand uh, myself until about a year ago. What? (laughs) Yeah. And, and that, that was a really fun thing about being able to pursue this wild idea you have. It's super fun. If you can make it yourself, then you can actually give it a shot. You can try it, you know, and I had this little Instagram account at the time that I was putting some pillows up on that i I then kind of made a clutch and I put it up on Instagram and I got this really great response from everybody. And so then I got all excited and I made another one and I posted that and everybody was really excited. And people I didn't know started asking me where they can buy them. And I wasn't selling them. I didn't have anywhere to sell them. I had just been kind of making them for fun. Um, And so it just kind of gained this really slow momentum that enabled me to make them myself for a long time, but slowly, I mean, that was really limited. And then finally last year, um, I had been talking to some people and had gotten wind of this small batch sewing factory in Savannah, um, called Port City Sewing Factory. And it's, um, owned by the same ladies who own Satchel Savannah, which is a, a leather, um, kind of hide handbag company that's pretty well known in Savannah and as well as outside they've, they've done really well for themselves and they had been searching for a factory stateside for their own bags and they just couldn't find anything that was the right size and the right situation. So they just opened up their own. Um, and they have the capability to make their own stuff plus other things. So I went and met with them. They came out to my workroom, which is at my house. Um, and they they spent like an hour and a half with me learning how I make them by hand. Mm. And now they make them by hand the exact way I do. And they probably make now three fourths of my inventory. I'm still making about a fourth of it um, myself. I'm trying to learn how to kind of scale up and, and pass some things off to, you know, delegate um, and focus a little more on like boss. CEO sort of stuff, even though uh, I have the worst imposter syndrome and I just feel so silly even saying that. But, um, you know, if I'm going to grow this, then obviously I can't keep making all the bags myself. Um, so it's been really nice actually handing that off, you know, walking in there with a bunch of materials and then, you know, having them call me and it's all done. It's amazing. Yeah. So do you pull the fabric yourselves? I mean, are you like, okay, I'm having a Kelly Wurstler moment. I want to do a Kelly Wurstler bag or Schumacher or whatever. I mean, are you, do you have different seasons? Do you have, when do you release them? What's the story? So I do kind of try to do seasonal uh, planning and, um, and I really started doing that about a year and a half ago. Before that, it was just like, I have this pretty piece. I have this pretty piece. But now I've kind of burned through the remnants I had and everything for quite a while now has been ordered yardage, which 
Yeah. And that requires me to think a whole lot more closely and carefully about what I think will sell. And that kind of forces your hand on the seasonal aspect because I learned pretty quickly that when I was, um, you know, making bags with pastel florals in January, I mean, nobody cared. Um, and so, and that's, you know, that begat also, um, my first bit of risk really was just having to kind of front these fabrics and, um, they're expensive and, and then kind of hoping that they sell. And that's been as with anyone who sells anything product based, that's a, an ongoing, uh, tightrope act, really trying to forecast and, you know, Trend, figure out how big trends and I mean, yes. all that. Well, yeah. I was also going to mention the hardware that's on the bags, too. Oh, so it's not God. only the beautiful fabric, but you've got this hardware that's gorgeous. What's your favorite, Sarah, that it's, you've seen? Oh, my gosh. Well, I love all the animals, like the cheetah. And then there's ones that are like the gold, um, and they kind of look like flowers. I'm not going to be able to describe this very well. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> kind of like a squished metal. I like, like the, a, I like the bamboo. I like bamboo, too. Yeah. Yes. i got to, like, pull it up. Yeah. I'm going to have to kick that. Yeah, pull it up. Um, so I, I started out all just vintage brooches, and then I discovered vintage belt buckles, uh. which was, yeah, that's when my stuff got really big and chunky because, I mean, I have described these as like cocaine belt buckles. Like yeah. they're just like big and go- unapologetically like just gaudy, and, you know, I just love them. I think they're so much fun. Yes. Uh, so they, so it started out all vintage when everything was truly one of a kind. Um, and I still order a lot of vintage stuff. Um, but then as I started to scale up, you know, get sourcing a vintage belt buckle. Yeah, how do you even do that? Yeah. You got to stop yeah. at every flea market in Georgia. Yes. It's a lot of like estate sales stuff, eBay, Poshmark, um, stuff like that. And it, it's too time consuming and it's not something you can do on a large scale. So, uh, I started collecting a lot of those and then I found this factory in China that would work with me on reproducing with some changes. Like I kind of, I'll kind of take one I love and then kind of tweak it and make it into something that, you know, I like a little better or, you know, would kind of lend itself a little better to the clutch um, and then send it over and then we go back and forth and then they make it for me. And, uh, that's been our art, game changer. Art Deco reproduction, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I was in yes, advertising so. today. <laughs> nice. All right. Excellent. Did you find it? Yes. This. Let, let me see. Where's the camera? Oops, oh yeah. Okay. What is so that? So that's a bow. A what? A bow. A bow. Oh, really? It's like, yeah, like. The knots at the top and then oh, the ribbon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I love that. Yeah, I see it killer. now. I love that too. And I have four of them in my basket right now oh. that I'm saving for. Clutches. Maybe you need a Sarah bag. Yeah, and a Courtney bag. <laughs> Let's talk through all the personalities because that may be my favorite part about, um, aside from all the fabrics I'm drilling over. Well, first of all, let me ask this. How many are you making a year? How many are you making at a time? <sighs> That's a good question. Um, right now is funny. Like I got, I had about 200 done right at the beginning of this year with my factory. And then I just finished another order of 50. And then in between those, I've probably made another 50. Um, 
And then, but then last year, you know, I was placing orders of like 50 or 75 at a time. And then I did that. But then, you know, in between, I'll kind of make them as I feel like it. As I have some downtime, I'll just, because it's all I want to do. It's all I want to do. Oh, really? When I'm making clutches, I'm thinking about it. And I'm, you know, my kids are in the bathtub and then I run in and just kind of, work on a bag I'm excited about. And I mean, it's an obsession. It's still an obsession. Yeah. And I, and it's kind of tricky as it grows. And as I think through how to responsibly grow it and how much that increasingly looks like I'm not the one making them and I'm less hands-on and less hands-on. What does that look like? And how does that feel to me? And how do I retain some of the, the love of, you know, I don't know what makes it so fun for me. And those You're are all ready things, to give you know. it over yet. No, I'm not. It, but, but I have given it over some. And then I think, well, you know, if I can just re- retain creative control, I think that hopefully is enough to kind of nourish me. So you just keep naming them. Uh, yeah. <laughs> keep writing. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So for the names, I mean, for the profiles on Instagram, it's so funny. I did this one uh, a couple of years ago. And it was the first profile I ever did. And I was using this. So I had for this corporate job, misordered six yards of Hermes fabric. Oh, <laughs> okay. Mm. Okay. That's okay. And yeah, I had to eat that. So that was devastating. And so I was like, well, I'm going to make a clutch out of this. Um, but it was like this really rich, to- like plaid wool And it was so specific and so different than anything that I had ever used. And so when I posted it, I just felt compelled. I just kept thinking of like Margot from, um, (laughs) you know what I'm talking about from what the Wes Anderson movie that I'm blanking out on right now. But um, anyway, so I just kept thinking of this movie character and I was like, God, you know, I just want to tell this story about her. So I did and got a really big reaction from it. It was really fun telling the story and writing the story and coming up with the ideas. And, um, and I just found that it was like just super fun doing that for the clutches afterwards. And it got such a reaction. I felt like people were looking forward to it and I'm a only child people pleaser. So if they want it, then I want to give it to them. I want them to love me. And, um, so I just, it's are these women that you know, place. like, are your friends like, is that me? Are you talking about me? Yeah, I, I do think I worry and I know that a lot of people see it and they're like, wait a minute, is that me? Were you talking about me? It's never one person I know. It's always pieces yeah. of different people I know, or maybe a book character, a movie character, that sort of thing. People, my friends will recognize events, um, for sure. Yeah. That that happened in there. Um, I just did one a couple nights ago about a bunch of friend, college girlfriends going on a girls' beach getaway, um, and I am going on a girls' beach getaway with some college friends, and that one is completely based on us. <laughs> so tell us about tell us a few of them because I want I want the listeners to to hear some of the personas that you have. Um, Let's see. So this one for the beach getaway was like, you know, we spent 
uh, hours and hours just deciding on trip insurance. And it took us forever to pick the condo and nobody wants to sleep in the bunk bed. And we're going to spend the time, you know, we're going to do nothing but drink wine and complain about our husbands and our vaginas, which I, I was like, yeah, can I say that? But I went ahead and said it. Um, which is what I, I usually end up just going, oh, I'm just going to write it and we'll see. And those are the ones everyone seems to love the most. But, um, and then like before that there was, um, I did a lifeguard one about a lifeguard and that was kind of based on our experience at our pool last weekend. Um, what does the bag look like, like? So what does the bag look like for the lifeguard? Okay. That one was the blue, the Navy and white Buffalo check uh-huh. that I did the other day. Um, that was based on a, an overzealous lifeguard. Yeah. Um, what did you say about it? I said um, something about like she always. Let's see. She, everything she's that she 17. calls to you is yeah, Brooke. <laughs> she's seventeen, and she's like, "Well, no chicken fights, no diving. <laughs> like everything is just you know how the lifeguards are." Yeah. Um, and they're like, and nothing escapes her. Like she's always, you know, kind of on it. And then one of the moms brought a champagne bottle um, to make mimosas. And she was like, no glass, which <laughs> did, happen, did happen to us last weekend. <laughs> we were trying to hide it. But, um, drinking uh, peach schnapps out of her parents' liquor cabinet. <laughs> yes. I yeah. love the Andrea. I was proud of myself for she's been getting drunk at night off the peach schnapps, but during the day she's drunk on power. I thought that was very cute. <laughs> yes. Um, if I do say so myself. But um, we've had a like a romance novelist. We've had uh, health nuts, various health nuts. Uh, I've made several appearances on there that my good friends definitely recognized me. <laughs> uh, you know, it's, I, I like to put somebody on there who's pretty flawed and whose flaws we all recognize in ourselves or in somebody else. You know, there's like people who don't um, put the grocery cart back oh. in the return. That's a that's a pet that's a pet peeve. Mine too. Don't you pull up in the grocery store and someone's left their card in that spot and you're like, who does that? Who does it? You know. Yes. So um, yeah, it's just kind of I find the ones where I I draw on my own kind of things that I'm not proud of about myself or little flaws. Like, like a comedian, like the little things that you think no one else does that, that just you do. When you shout those out, that seems to be what everyone gets the biggest kick out of. They're like, oh, my God, this is so me. And, and that's really fun. I think that may be one on your next. I think a blog or something. We got to do something with, with your character profiles because they're hysterical. Uh-huh. Somebody's write a book. Um, they all yeah. come together at a fundraiser, all the handbags. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I know. Well, I, people suggest all the time that I should do a coffee book, coffee table book. Oh, um, that's a great idea. So, like, yeah, I definitely don't have the nerve to make a coffee table book at this stage in my career, but maybe if, you know, in 10 years I've got a huge following or something, then that would be fun. Uh-huh. Somebody's going to hear this podcast. I was going to say, I'll pitch it for you. And, uh, I'm calling dibs. <laughs> <laughs> I'll make it happen. <laughs> say it Southern Publishing. <laughs> yes. LLC. Perfect. Got dibs. <laughs> I love it so much. So how do we, what do we do? Do we just stalk your Instagram for when they come back out? I mean, how do people get these bags? 
So um, it used to be that, yeah, it would sell out within about 24 hours and it was the only one. I, I have definitely built up inventory a lot more now, especially with that really big order I had at the beginning of the year. So um, occasionally there'll be a one of a kind, the only one type of bag, especially sometimes I'll use um, designer scarves, Hermes or mm. um, Gucci. And those tend to be one of a kind. And I still make those myself. Um, but with for the other fabrics, you know, typically I have to order yardage. So now there's a lot of them. They may have a different pattern orientation or something, and they may have some different hardware, but that's all on the website. So it's garlandbags.com. Um, and all my current inventory is there. And then Instagram kind of features the ones that, um, you know, I'm just trying to push in that moment or whatever, but there's a good bit of inventory now. Um, okay. and other than, I mean, the designer scarf ones sell immediately. Those are, that's kind of a, a game, um, to try and snag one, but, I've got more coming up and, um, but the, the others are, are pretty available, you know, they're, they're not too sold out. So what's your favorite one? Do you have a favorite one you've ever done? Oh, I, I don't have a very favorite, but I will say the Schumacher ones, um, anything with like Chiang Mai dragon mm -hmm, fabric, mm -hmm. That's my um, favorite too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're just so gorgeous. I'm working on one right now that they did a colorway with like yellows and greens and it's incredible. And um, and then I I really love all the Scalamandre zebra ones that I've mm -hmm. done. I just think they're so fun and they, they're such a little statement pop and they kind of go with a lot. And I don't know, but I love them all, you know? I love all my children equally. And everyone needs to buy one of your children. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This has been a really interesting time. With, I know it has. And, and, you know, those these clutches are very event based, you know, I think for most people. And so, um, you know, I'm really, really thankful for being as as small and young as I am still. Um, it can be really frustrating. That growth process can be slow. But boy, am I relieved that I never you know, went and got investment money and that I'm small and nimble enough to kind of keep the controls of my inventory very close to the hip. Um, you know, I can control that flow quickly and easily still because I'm so small and, and that's, ah, what a blessing. I mean, uh, it's been a weird time. So not a um, huge time for people buying clutches. <laughs> <laughs> But I know we'll get back there, and I feel like everybody's kind of starting to venture back out and do some things. Yes, for sure. Things are I mean, up, and people are ready to go. Yes. They are. They are. Although, as I say that, it feels like now uh, all these states are um, having, like, their own big bloom of cases, so I don't know. I know. I, Who knows? But there may be a backyard party where you've got to have one of these clutches. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. It doesn't happen every weekend. So. That's right. That's right. <laughs> hey, before we let you go, we'd love to do a popcorn round. Popcorn. And it's just, okay, we ask a quick question and you just kind of fire back first thing that comes to your mind. Okay. All right. What is your favorite beach to visit down there in the Savannah area? Well, our only beach in the Savannah area is Tybee. Mm-hmm which um, is a definite favorite for being 15 minutes away from my house. So yeah, that's yeah. super nice. Um, we have a, a really interesting 
group of visitors at Tybee every weekend. So that's um, <laughs> exciting people watching. Um, like who? It, Tell us who these people are. <laughs> they don't oh, have a clutch, I'm guessing. <laughs> <laughs> my husband calls it Blue Jeans Beach um, because okay. <laughs> you might see some cut-off jean shorts as a bathing suit. Yeah. Um, that's always fun. There's some amazing ink art yes. happening mm-hmm. um, on Tybee. So Tybee, but Tybee is super fun, like just to jet out and go. And there are some really quiet parts of it that are really lovely. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, the Atlantic water is nice and brown. So if I were to just go like favorite beach ever, mm-hmm. uh, my husband and I are obsessed with St. John um, in the U.S. Virgin Islands. Just yeah the best beaches in the world. If you ask me mm-hmm. just jet yeah. jetting down there. <laughs> so in the same vein, so what's your favorite Southern city? Um, well, I really adore, um, Savannah, of course. I don't think we ever want to leave. We are, we are from Atlanta, but moved here, uh, largely just because we love it. Um, but second to this, uh, Charleston's way up there, even though I'm not supposed to say that being a Savannah. Yeah, like, wait, can you say that? Sure no, 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 they're going to chase me out of town with pitchforks. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love Nashville. Love, 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 love Nashville. Mm-hmm. It's a good town. It's where my bachelorette party was, oh, yeah. which I know does not make me unique. Um, <laughs> but I just, when we were thinking about like where to move from Atlanta, we were like Savannah, Charleston, Nashville. And I, I kind of still love those this city's yeah. yeah Nashville is fun it's definitely bachelorette capital of the world though yeah unless you were married yeah. in the last five years which I'm assuming you have not been <laughs> your bachelorette party looked a lot different than the ones that are happening downtown right now yes oh really oh yeah oh. They're, in, they're in hot tubs in in, in like in the back of limos yes really driving around in swimsuits and pedal taverns and tractors like a hayride a true hayride it's kind oh, of well we we did end up in Tracy Bird's um, penthouse suite at like the Hampton Inn or something uh, where we were serenaded by an acoustic version of Keeper of the Stars. Um, it, was, it was a real experience. Okay. And my friend Ashley, I, I caught her crying a little bit. She really got caught up in the moment. Um <laughs> really something yeah he hijacked my bachelorette party so Tracy Bird that was probably his last you know what that is not your claim to fame that's his claim to fame I mean (laughs) because he he hadn't done a thing since then I can promise you that he kept showing up night after night you know at whatever bar we'd be at and it got to the point where I'd like throw my fist up in the air and be like Tracy Bird (laughs) I was so frustrated but a good story that's so funny well, if we came to Savannah to hang out with you, where are you taking us to dinner? Because we're coming. We're coming. Okay, so I'd probably take you to the Pink House, which um, isn't a particularly unique thing to do. It's a, a real establishment um, in Savannah. It's been around forever, but the food is fantastic. Um, the, it's right downtown, like an old mansion, um, and the, they just have such great food, and then it's kind of in the middle of everything. So we would do that. And then we would kind of, I really love the little haunted pub tours. Oh, yeah. Um, I was just going to ask you about that. Yes. Yeah. Well, so in Savannah, there's no open container. You can walk around and drink. Right. um, Which is probably the most exciting thing ever about Savannah. And so 
we would just, they have these haunted pub tours. So you go to a pub, they tell you all the scary ghost stories about it. You get a drink and then you walk while you drink to the next pub. And then you get another one. It's just really, and it's at nighttime. It's kind of spooky, but you're all kind of drunk and it's really, really fun. <laughs> That's what I want to do. You know, That's I what hate, I was going to ask you about because I want to do that. I hate being scared. I don't like to be scared either, but I, I love. Mean, I am a chicken. <laughs> I am a total chicken. I hate to be scared. I need to do this. But see, that's why I love I love New Orleans. And so it's very similar to Savannah in the fact that these are, have older buildings and they've got open so container. much Open container. <laughs> <laughs> the open container is a big, big It's a big, it's, a big, it's yeah. up on Sarah's list. A lot of jean shorts. <laughs> a lot of jorts. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of magnificent tattoos. Yeah. Exactly. Fire backs. Yeah. yeah. But I just think it's so neat because I think they're supposed to be true stories, right? Because that's what I love, or mm-hmm. you know, allegedly yeah. a true story that happened in these buildings. And so then you know, I don't know, yeah. I just love it. Allegedly is good enough for me. It's really fun to believe those and get kind of like tipsy excited at night and I don't know and those are super fun you have to pee your pants kind of and you don't know you know <laughs> should I go in the street I'm not going by should myself not? I'm not going in the bathroom <laughs> perfect um, yes exactly <laughs> okay who's a um who's a southern icon for you who's when who's quintessential southern when you think about a southern lady or who's that person for you I mean you know I'm going to say Reese Witherspoon yeah. I'm sure um most people would. And, um, you know, she's just, uh, she really personifies it well. So there's a, um, there's a good reason for that, I would say. And, um, anyone in Steel Magnolias, mm-hmm. you know, any of those characters, they're just so lovely. And I really like, you know, my ideal Southern lady is, um, she's polished and she is charming, but she's definitely got a little bit of a wicked streak and yeah. she's tongue in cheek and she's not too proper and she can kind of pull out, you know, the dirty word here and there when it feels right. Yeah. I love it. I do too. Well, thank you so much for coming on Say It Southern today. It was so fun talking with you. Yeah, and now I'll hear all about the bags. I feel like an old girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for having me. I had so much fun. Good. All right. Well, thanks so much, Lindsay. We can't wait to shop your bags. Okay, thanks. Please do. Bye. 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 Oh, Lindsay. Oh, Lindsay. She's a firecracker. Yes, she is. I love a girl with some personality. She's got it. And she's got it. I feel like we could like totally sit around with her for hours. Yes, for sure. She'd be like my late night friend. Yeah, okay. That's who I think she'd be. Now, what does that mean? Like we'd go to cocktail hour or we'd go somewhere and we'd sit across the table each other and like Mm -hmm. small talk with others. Right. And we'd kind of get that look like... It's time to turn up. It's time to it's time to get out of here. <laughs> Where are we and going next? Slide and ride. Slide and ride, perhaps. <laughs> Someone's back porch. Yes. Uh, for, to conclude the evening. Um, so here's a funny story. Do you know that I took a sewing class? No. Yes, I did. Um, have you ever? T- have you? Do you sew? No, but I have a sewing machine for Taylor May because she loves to design things. So can you teach her how to sew? Oh my gosh! Okay. Like just the basics. Like. Probably yeah. I can sew a straight. I can sew a pillow. Okay. I can sew. I had for my graduating um, like project of my sewing class. I had to make pajama pants. Oh gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing: is I thought I was going to make baby clothes. Oh. Have I made one item? No. No. Um, I did the sewing class. My mom used to make, you know, I mean, so Southern woman, honey. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She used to smock and make our cl- make a yeah. lot of our clothes. And so I just thought that, you know, 
as a rite of passage, I had to know how to do that. And I thought, well, that'll be fun to make pillows and that kind of thing. But, you know, I'm a big idea person. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the only person that has used the sewing machine at our house since I've had it has been Jason. And he, uh-huh. made, he made an outdoor um, movie screen. What? He did. And used like a commercial um, grade fabric. And I mean, until, you know, this is before you could buy one that like inflates. And so right. now mm-hmm. we have one of those. It's a lot easier. But yeah, he made one so we could, Graham wanted a dive in movie party. So like we had pool and then the movie. Oh, wow. And so I was like, where am I going to, I mean, I guess we're just going to have to hang a sheet. And he was like, <laughs> well, I can get PVC, you know, MacGyver. Oh, here we go. Get mm-hmm. PVC and make this sheet. And, and I was like. I mean, you know, of course, I'm like, where can I hire somebody? <laughs> and he's like, no, I can do it. And so he made it. And so, yeah, he's, let's see, I've I've done, like, I've made a pillow and made a little satchel. And, <laughs> but he, like, hems pants and stuff. Like, he Oh, my can, gosh. He can really do it. I can't even sew a button on. Yeah. And I blame, my, I think that's because my mom, she did sew so much. She did all of her Halloween costumes, it's dresses. Too. She smocked. She had the monogram machine. Like, yeah. she did it all. Oh, she did. Yes. Okay. So, like, I never had to do anything. Yeah. You know, yeah. anything. So I can get a button on, but honestly, I mean, if I'm being honest, I say, hey, can you suture this button on? <laughs> and he puts, like, stitches in to oh. put the the button on. Yeah. Like, he, and so, I'm like, it's not coming off. It's not coming off. I mean, you know? he did a good, yeah, he knows what he's doing. Yeah, exactly. When Yeah, when I do a button, I'm like, wrap it, like, 80 times. I and know. I'm like, maybe I need to go the other go, way. Go back like through. Times. Not a few times. Yeah. It's like, eight knots in it. You know, know. you just don't want to sideways. pop off. You know, I don't know. It's sitting sideways. <laughs> I know. Uh, I, I, yeah, I need to do that. But then I just kind of, I don't know, I need to clean the kitchen or something, so I, I don't do it. But <laughs> <laughs> I just have not picked back up on that skill. Mm-hmm. Okay, so these bags. Dying. What's your favorite? Did you have one that's like your absolute favorite? The Andrea. I, I didn't. Her story was funny, but um, the Andrea has all different colorways. It's like all the colors I love. Pinks, blues, purples, ivories with the thread of gold running through it. And it's got some really cool Art Deco um, clasp on it. Mm-hmm. It's kind of wavy. Um, I don't know who's, who the designer is for the fabric, but it is Killer. Oh, yeah. That's oh, it's so Kelly cool. Warstler. Look, oh, I even mm-hmm. mentioned that in the podcast. Yeah, I love her fabric. Okay, what about you? Oh, God, there's so many. I mean, I love, well, I love all like the the dragon prints uh-huh, and all that, uh-huh. Patricia. But I did love the bow, the hardware on the oh, bow. Oh, yeah. One. I think that I was on like a, was. a velour. I think that was on a, um, on a really But, like, I mean, beautiful. I see, like, the pillows. The jade purse. Uh-huh. I thought the jade was kind of a funny one, too. But, like, Read I it. want these pillows. You Read know? jade. The jade, she's a stay-at-home mom who's getting her certification to be a yoga instructor. And you're going to hear all about it. <laughs> <laughs> she rocks those spandex pants around town looking like a 12-year-old boy from the waist down. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm, like, picturing people I know, I know. at this moment. Um, she's always drinking some kind of green juice and won't shut up about gut health. <laughs> she breastfed her kids until they were five, and yet her claim to fame is that she tried out goop, that goop, that jade, that jade egg. Oh, yeah. You know that goop, <laughs> <Yeah>. jade egg. <laughs> Although she struts her new age health, she buries herself in the pantry three nights a week with a pint of ice cream and eats the whole thing over her face, all over her hair. And of course, her song is Ice Ice Baby. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's cute. There was another one that was funny about, uh, I think it was called The Amber, about the babysitter. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Y'all got to go read this. Stuff. Yeah, y'all got to get on her Instagram and read these profiles. They're hysterical. So I might have um, written a little profile for the Sarah bag. Oh, the Sarah bag. Uh-huh. Come up with Courtney. Well, tell me about the Sarah bag. Okay. 
First, what's it going to look like? Okay. I'm trying. I got to get a visual. Well, I get uh, that's at the end. Oh, okay, okay. okay. <laughs> this Sarah, from happy hour to last call, the Sarah Clutch will take you through all the important moments of the evening. High class and lots of sass. This mom of three wears her hair back, checks her nails. Sarah, how are you feeling? She's feeling good as hell. <laughs> Hot pink vintage silk with a cigarette clasp because she's a smoke show. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. That is hysterical. (laughs) That's yours. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Well, if I was going to do you, it would be Courtney, the Courtney bag, where her boys come first. She's a little bit bougie and a little bit country. She's kind of like Hermes meets Nashville, and she can pull it off, too. She spends her days organizing and planning her schedule and then reworking her schedule because she's overbooked. Overcommitted herself, but she's learning to say no. (laughs) She loves her boys and hopes and prays that they will one day become good husbands. That is, of course, when she finally picks the The wife. wife. (laughs) I don't think your bags would be like a scarf, something beautiful, but with like a pistol. I love it. Pistol hardware. I love it. (laughs) Mama's coming for you. I know. I, I just think that these are so fun. Oh, so fun. And the fabrics. And sourcing all that would just be... You know, it'd be so fun. I love when she said at the beginning that she was a caterer, that she had a that she was a mortgage broker. <laughs> that, all. You know what I mean? Yeah. It just kinda takes a minute. Yeah. It kinda takes a minute to figure out like what your passions are and what those things are that you can't stop thinking about. Well, when she was saying all that, I was like, gosh, I've been everything too. Yeah. A special oh, yeah. ed teacher, kindergarten teacher. I've worked at a bank for a minute. I did real estate. Yeah. I'm now doing PR and marketing. Yeah. <laughs> I have a podcast. Yeah, you're on a reality show. I was on a reality that show. That you won. That I won. Yes, yes. I Did mean, a lot of public speaking with that. I a lot know. of traveling. Appearances. It, it is. It's crazy. But we can be a lot of things. We can juggle a lot of hats. And we can show juggle a lot of bags if they look like that. Uh, yeah. I'm so oh, glad she didn't yeah. make that quilt she was talking about. I know. <laughs> she know her daughter would be like, yeah, I'll just put the, you know, that's the quilt we use. It's the dog, when the dog the sleeps dog on. The dog sleeps on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, thank goodness. I love Savannah, Georgia. Have you ever spent any time there? Just a brief time, like a yeah. brief amount of time, like never, never long trips. And it's been a while since I was there. Um, I was there for a wedding one time, and I can't even remember like whose wedding it was. How yeah. sad is that? Um, Must have been a like good our, time. It was a good time. We were doing that ghost tour. <laughs> <That's> right. <laughs> but I do. I want to go back more as an adult and do the the tours again. I think that'd be a good girls trip. It would be. I went after college. I think Jason and I were married, and we went with. Um, like a group of people. There were some married couples, some unmarried, mm-hmm. you know, and we had we had a big time. Yeah. Uh, did Savannah day trips and... I thought it was funny, too, how she mentioned Charleston. She's like, oh, I, I can't say it. So they're like kind of rival cities, yes. I guess. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. like Savannah's like a little Charleston, like, you know. Yeah. And, and then people from Charleston are like, that's they want to be Charleston. Uh, and then people from Savannah are like, oh, they think they're so fabulous. But really, Savannah's where it's at. When Savannah and New Orleans have so many similarities. Yes, they really do. Parallels, they really do. Too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And being on the river and the water and all that. Yeah. I mean, good southern cities. I know. We do need to get down there. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, this this Say It Southern World Tour is really <laughs> going to be a lot. I'm probably going to have to find a nanny to raise my kids in 2021 yes. so we can just go on our yes. on our Say It Southern Tour. Well, we're going to tour Nashville. Yes. Got to get down to New Orleans. Yeah. Birmingham. Charleston. Charleston. I mean, Jennifer Horton was like, y'all have got to come to Charleston. Yes, we'll do that. We're going to go to Savannah now. Yeah. We've got oh, lots of places to go. <laughs> I know it. Oh, and we're going to be at 30A. That's right. Oh, yeah. That's our big one. That's our big event. That's like our celebration Uh of our, all of our successes. Uh, 
Yes. And we're going to be giving away a garland bag <gasps> at the Say It Southern Getaway. I know. I'm so excited about that. <laughs> so one of you lucky attendees will get to win one of these coveted bags that sells out the minute she puts them yeah. up, basically. Do you think we could win? Like, are we in the drawing for that? I'm going to put in a fake name. <laughs> Yes, me too. <laughs> yeah, and then I put in like Moira Rose. And she's we'll put Creek. it in like 18 times. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe it'll be like a handstand contest or a limbo contest. <gasps> and that winner. Yes. <gasps> okay, because I've won a limbo Wait, contest. I'm not doing limbo. Let's not do that because I am so unflexible. I am very flexible. Well, I want to win. <laughs> Okay, what Something do you that I can win. Okay, I'm, funneling contest. Work off. Okay, karaoke all. Yeah. Whose bed have you? Oh, girl, you know it. <laughs> oh my gosh, we should have a karaoke off. Yes, we, we both, will. You and I both love some karaoke. We will. We'll do it <laughs> down be there. Too. Yes, <laughs> I know, um, y'all. So one of the questions that actually we were talking with um, Lindsay about was she was like, so tell us how this is going to be set up. Is this going to be like, are we in meetings? And we were like. Ugh, no. We are not doing meetings, y'all. And when I keep saying this, it's the trip that, like, we want to take. So it's sitting around on couches. There's not even a conference room there. Mm -hmm. Please don't bring a notebook. (laughs) This is just, Just like, good old girl time. Mm -hmm. Yes. Meet some new people. Lots of hang time. Mm -hmm. So it's the trip that you want to take and that you need to take because, holy cow. If we're back at home... I'm From like October until April, we're going. You're gonna need a trip. Jason and I went. We ventured out into the world last night. Mm-hmm. We went on our first date. Can you believe that? Since March, and I mean, you know, we're pretty. We're mm-hmm. goers. Yeah, you are. But I'm. Here's the thing, though. I. I mean, there hadn't been a sitter. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. That could mm-hmm. like keep kids really. Right. And so last night we went on our first date. A first date. First date of since Corona and. Of course, we sat outside, but it was so nice for somebody just to, like, bring me dinner mm-hmm. and olive oil. Clean it up. And, yeah, and we got to talk to people sitting around it. I mean, we were gone for three hours. <laughs> <laughs> and then the restaurant's, like, two miles away. Yeah. Well. But, I mean, it went from, let's just go get Mexican to, like, you know what? No, dadgummit. We're going to go to a really, like, a good dinner. And it was divine. Of course, I think I could have eaten grilled cheese in a parking lot somewhere and really felt like I was. Well, as long as somebody's bringing it to you. That's what I'm saying. it up and cooks it for you. I know. You're done. I know. I'm in. Me mm-hmm. too. So anyway, the world's getting back to normal. Plan yourself this trip. Take it with us and all these other fun people. Oh my gosh. We're going to have a ball. Yeah. Okay. Well, well thanks for listening I today. hope you can order the Sarah bag. <laughs> the Courtney bag. Hot paint vintage silk with a cigarette clasp. Get that Hermes scarf with a pistol. <laughs> uh, <laughs> a little bit country. A little bit bougie. <laughs> yeah, I, right. I love it. I love it. Thanks for listening to Say It Southern.